Hey, y'all. I'm Damon Oates, founder of Deco Exchange. Who else has heard that crafting is just a hobby? I turned my love of crafting into a thriving multi-seven-figure company, surrounded myself in an amazing community, and met some amazing business owners along the way. I'm here to show everyone that makers mean business. Hey, y'all. Welcome back to the Makers Mean Business podcast. This is episode four, and we're going to talk to a great friend of ours, Carrie. Carrie has been a member of our business coaching group since the beginning, and the changes that she's made in her business in the last two years are remarkable. They have allowed both her and her husband to leave their nine-to-fives and live the maker life full-time. Y'all, Carrie is the poster child for Makers Mean Business, so let's jump right into the interview, y'all. So hey, Carrie, can you... uh Introduce yourself, tell me what your business is, and a little bit of what you sell. Hi, I'm Carrie with Hot Mesh Mom, and we create wood blanks and wreath rails for crafters and wreath makers. So what exactly is a wreath rail? Um, You take a door hanger, and uh, there's a piece on there where you can attach mesh ribbon, embellishments, florals and basically make a door hanger and a wreath in one piece. So you've basically combined them and upgraded what the door hanger business is using. Yes. So it's a new product that um, wreath makers can add to their business and just do something fun with. And do they have to paint these door hangers? Um, We do sell blanks that can be painted, and we now have ones that are already printed on where there is no painting you just add your mesh your florals and it's a finished product awesome so for someone like me who doesn't have a lot of time you know i'm always about the the quick win so i could take one that's already painted add a little bit of mesh ribbons and have a product ready to go yes awesome so how did you get started in this business is this what you've always done or have you morphed into a different product over the years So I started wreath making and it was um, something I needed something that my husband can help me with and he was not going to help make a wreath. So we, um, he's a woodworker and he had done some other woodworking projects and we stumbled across a rail and some wood blanks. And I said, Hey, we could do that. So we purchased our first, first machine and it just uh, went from there. We grew, um, we're coming up on three years since I started uh, our business in September of 17. And we just are expanding like crazy. So as your customer base grew, you basically listened to your customers and kind of met the needs of those people? Yes. So learning everything from my business coach, Damon, Um, listening to my audience and basically giving them what was missing from their business to help them. Um, So I'm, I'm like the middle person. I sell uh, supplies for people to add to their business. So they are doing the finished product. Awesome. So how long have you been in business and was it always an easy thing? Is it easy now? (laughs) No. Um, if it's easy, everybody would be doing it. So, uh, we started my very first creation of hot mesh mom, um, September of 2017. And I was still working full time at that time. And, um, just over 
I've been, let's see, almost two years. So a year and a half now working full-time for myself when I retired from my job and we just, um, roll with the punches. Like there's, you know, some, um, roadblocks and mountains to climb, but when you take it one day at a time, you can really use the tools that are given to you for business and just apply it to your business. Awesome. So you mentioned your business name is Hot Mesh Mom. Does that represent uh, anything? <laughs> so when I was um, researching for a business name, um, looking around, okay, what could this, what could this business be for me? Well, making wreaths, it involves deco mesh. So that's where mesh came from. And I'm a mom, I have two kids and, you know, I'm a wife, I, you know, run the house, I was working, all the things that uh, a mom does. So I took hot mess mom and just morphed it with hot mesh mom. And that's how I got my uh, business name. Awesome. I mean, I know for me personally, I have to keep going back to my why and looking at influential support to keep our business going, especially when it gets hard. Do you have um, people that you look up to like that or uh, a big why on why you're doing your business? Um, I've, I've really uh, maybe changed who my influencers are as I've grown over the years. Uh, kind of seen through the fakeness and I have quite a few people that I do look up to now as opposed to then uh, just looking at who my influencers were back then of course Damon I found him the very first month that my business started so that was that was an easy one for me and I would say right now, there's a lot of business people that I do look up to as far as the growth. And I know that I'm still considered maybe a new business because we're barely reaching our third year. I haven't even reached my second year doing this full time at home. So um, did you want me to say them? Yeah, you can. Okay. Um, I really look up to Tamara Bennett with um, Southern Adornments because she has grown so much. I'm in her uh, private group as well. And just watching the people and her audience and, you know, from an outside looking in that she's come a long way. And if I can be where she's at, you know, in the years that she's done it, I, I think we're doing pretty good. And there's um, just quite a few other people that I look up to that I'm um, friends with. And I really just enjoy the business side of making. And I have to say, Damon, I talk about you all the time, but you are someone who uh, doesn't hold back. And that's huge for me because I'm, I'm like a jump off the cliff type of person. <laughs> so let's go do it. And that really helps me get over my fear and just, you know, just do it. Yeah, that's awesome. We actually have Tamara on the schedule to get on a podcast. And what's funny is episode two, I actually cover five great tips on how to find a mentor online. So it kind of ties back to what you said with 
sometimes their image online attracts us in and then we find out that they're not quite what we needed for our business. So it's important to kind of do that checklist to make sure they fit with what we want. Yes. So if you could go back from whenever you first started your online business, what is one thing that you know now that you wish you would have implemented then? All of it. (laughs) The biggest thing that I have to say is I was playing small and fear of judgment, fear of judgment for myself. Uh, What are other people going to think? What are other people going to say? And really it's about me, my business and the people that I serve and my audience and not so much like people aren't talking about me. And if they are, it doesn't matter. Right. It's all the things that I make up in my head. And if I hadn't listened to those voices, I could be like 10 steps ahead of where I am today. So not listening to the voices is huge. Which also ties back to episode one, right? The imposter syndrome and how those voices will stop you in your tracks. I mean, we hear them all the time. Even recording our podcast, we're like, oh, why was someone going to listen to this? Right. So I don't think it matters even where you're at in your business. You're always going to have those uh, crazy moments. Yes. And I just tell them to shut up. I don't have time for you today. I got stuff to do. All right. So for someone just starting out, do you have three tips that you would give them on just what to do right away? Um, For a business? Yep. The greatest tip I can give is get a business coach. If you want to invest in your business and take this serious and actually do something, find a business coach that you relate to that is doing what they're teaching, not just someone who's talking, but that is taking action. Uh, that is like the greatest thing that I've done for my business. Cause I look at where other people are that don't have a business coach. And I always talk about, you need a business coach, someone that knows what to do and they're going to teach you how to do it. So you don't make the same mistakes that they've already made. Uh, another tip would be Let me see. I don't remember what I had down. Um, I have to think about it. I would say just do it. Um, Start. Don't start out big and fast because people have already done that. Sometimes it doesn't work. Uh, You have to, I guess, start out small, have a plan and just do it. I, I don't know what else to say other than just do it. Like, what's the worst that can happen so that thing that thing didn't work out right okay scratch that off let's go the next thing oh that thing didn't work out oh well go the next thing something's gonna stick until you find your like your mojo and as long as it's on that path of your vision of where you want to be and who you want to serve I think that you could just just do it yeah I think uh being scared or that fear of doing it sometimes stops people right away and what's the worst that right. can happen? Exactly. I, I have tried so many things that haven't worked out. Look, I don't talk about them anymore. They just go away and I move on to the next thing. I don't, I don't feed energy into that because I got some other stuff to take care of. Right. And on your first point, finding a business coach, I think it's important just to notice what that business coach can offer 
And if it's that quick question of not spending three days on Google trying to find an answer, can they plug in that quick win for you? Right. Quick wins because the a, a good business coach already has done the work and who, who has time if, as a business, who has time to sit on Google and research everything? Yeah, it's for free, right? But is your time really free when you could be making money doing something else? I don't know if that was three questions, though, or three answers. <laughs> We're winging it. Remember, we just got to do it. With all the things going on out there in the world, uh, have you had any big surprises in your business? So our business totally exploded with the COVID pandemic and everything that came with that. I was not not expecting that at all. I expected the complete worst because that's all they talked about. Oh, businesses are shutting down. Businesses are going under, closing, all of this madness. And we did completely the opposite. And we haven't slowed down, which is a good thing. And I've kind of adapted to what these customers need to, con to keep them themselves going. So, you know, craft shows were closed. Nobody was doing craft shows. Nobody was doing anything. So how can I serve my my customers so that they can continue to make money on their end. I mean, business has been so good that you're even, what are you doing next? So we just signed a lease. We turned it in yesterday for uh, a warehouse. It's 2,500 square feet. It's about 15 minutes from our house. Um, very light traffic driving. So that's a plus. And we are looking to move our operations out of our house and add another machine to our business and an employee. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Congrats on that. Yay! I know that was super exciting for us when we got to take that jump from our kitchen to our warehouse that we have now. I wonder how long it'll take for you to outgrow this new space. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> because you know, every time I buy a new machine or I do something that's a big win like this. I've already outgrown it like the day of. <laughs> I'm surprised you haven't already ordered the new machine. I I can't. I have to wait because ha we have to schedule delivery. And if something happens, I'm like, no, we have to wait. <laughs> Just one more day. <laughs> right. So we've talked about a lot of the struggles with having a business. Can you tell me about any of your big wins or how this has blessed your family? So my biggest win like current times is being able to be home with my kids when they basically called school. That was, I want to say like the second week in March for us. And it was quite an adjustment to run my business and homeschool the kids, but I don't know how I would have done it. Otherwise um, my parents are in no position to homeschool my kids. <laughs> so I think they got the most out of, uh, learn their learning environment with me being home. And I, I, I don't know if I'll ever go back to working for somebody else. I love being home and having the flexibility of my schedule. And that's a huge win for me as a mom. I get to make dinner when I want to. I don't have to, you know, rush home after work and be on this, you know, hurry up and eat schedule because now it's time to shower and go to bed. So that I feel that my family has really blossomed in this time and it wasn't really a negative 
for us, even though outside the house, the craziness was happening inside the house, me being home, working on my business and just being with the family was huge. Uh, it also being available for my parents because they don't live that far from us and family's huge for me. If my parents needed something, I was able to basically drop what I'm doing to go help them. I didn't have to say, oh, you know, I, it has to wait till after work. I can't leave work or I can't, you know, a bunch of I can'ts. It was okay. I can make it happen. So that's a huge win as far as family goes. And I know my husband appreciates it too. <laughs> yeah. And not only did you get to leave your nine to five, but you also were able to bring your husband home from his nine to five so he could work in the business too, right? Yes. So he actually, so we worked for the same company, different departments. He was in a completely different location and he actually quit first. And because he's the laborer, he's the maker, he's the hands-on guy. He does all the hard work and he quit first because I needed someone working full-time in our own shop, producing our products to keep up with the customer demand. And then it was just a few months later that I said, okay, I, I need to be home because I needed to be on our business full time. My vision and my path changed to where I was no longer a career girl. At my, I thought I was going to retire there. I was going to, I'm a lifer. And that all changed when I saw what my business can provide for our family and the people that I'm you know, reaching out to my customers and my followers. It's amazing how our mindset changes when we start to grow our own business of being that lifer because i was the same way like i never thought i would ever leave my oil and gas career and then all of a sudden you start seeing this impact that you can make in other people and at home and in ourselves and a light bulb just like turns on and it's just full blast we have to do this that's exactly what it was my um can i tell a little story yeah for sure <laughs> so i had um I had my performance review, the last one I had before I actually quit. And it was with my boss, who was the director and her boss, which was the VP. And it was, it was going okay. I don't, I've never had a negative review and it wasn't negative, but it was, they wanted me to do more. And my VP said to me, you need to think bigger. And I was so offended. I was like, I couldn't even tell you what the look on my face was, but I was mad. I was so upset. I was offended. How could he say this to me? I do think bigger. I'm, you know, always thinking outside the box. So evaluation over, I go back to my desk and I just sat at my desk and I typed up real big, think bigger. And I put it on my monitor every day. Think bigger, think bigger. Well, I had already been working my business. And instead of thinking about just my career, I thought about my life, how to think bigger. And just like that, the light bulb, it was like, oh, okay. He, he's, he's the uh, messenger, right? He's giving me a message, but it doesn't apply to my, to my job. And it, that was it. You couldn't, you couldn't stop me. Got my husband retired. I retired from that corporate life. And I don't think we've looked back since. So my, my thing is think bigger because I hold on to that. And it, those two words mean so much to me. Yeah. So are we going to have a, a Think Bigger t-shirt in your store soon? I'm working on it. <laughs> awesome. So what is next in your business? What's the next big thing you're going to offer? Are you going to keep with the rails? Are you going to focus on the signs? Any big surprises? 
So we are going to keep what we have and just continue to, you know, provide uh, the same, same but different. But we have started a wreath rail club. So we are going to be providing uh, monthly service and it's going to be exclusive designs for the club members. And uh, we're going to work in free shipping for that box. So a monthly subscription box. And then uh, we're going to have a discount to our store. So when they want to buy more things, they're going to get a nice little discount uh, to continue shopping for all the rails and all the things that they want. Um, do I get to say what it is? Absolutely. Okay. So it's wreathrailclub.com, which is the wait list. And we are anticipating starting this in July. This had to wait until we got a warehouse. There's no way I could add anything extra to my husband's workload. So now that that is in motion, now we're like, okay, we're ready. Let's launch it. We're getting the machine. And yeah, Wreath Rail Club to sign up for the wait list to get notifications and be ready when we're uh, have that buy button available. For sure. And we'll make sure we add a Wreath Rail Club to the show notes so people can Yay. find it. Okay. Do you know how many rails they're going to get? So we are working on either two or three, depending on uh, price point. We're trying to keep the price point very affordable for our customers. We already know what uh, like their spending habits are. And we're still working out details uh, as far as working in shipping and getting a good discount on that on our end. So we can uh, give the best for their money. So it's either, either going to be two or three. And have you thought about having like a hidden collection on your website so that those people can buy those same rails again? Ooh, that's a good idea. Right. But only the people that are in the club have access to find those. Right. So in case they needed more of that. Right. Okay. Yeah. That's yeah if, a it's a, if it's a huge popular seller, they may want to buy 10 or 15, or if they have a in-person class where they teach people how to make a rail, they may need more of them. Right. We have quite a few people who do that. So that's a great idea. Yeah. So Carrie, if a listener wanted to find out more information about you or your products, where can they find you online today? Our store is shophotmeshmom.com and we our website is hotmeshmom.com and I added a new team member who is working on our blog. So they, we have some new features coming uh, starting July. Yeah. And are you Hot Mesh Mom on Facebook and Instagram and TikTok and all the places? All the places. Hot Mesh Mom. Any so are we going to be able to go to TikTok and find some cute little videos? <laughs> Can't wait my, to go find my, those. My husband's not impressed with TikTok, but uh, I'm like, you, it's, you just have to do it. Come on. You just have uh, to do it. I'll, br I'll bring him over to the dark side. <laughs> right? All right. So I have one last question for you. And it's basically our signature question. We're going to ask every every guest this. So can you tell me what being a maker really means to you? So being a maker means to me is uh, it's the ripple effect. I get to make something that is going to impact somebody else and that may impact somebody else. And it's, you know, like the five friend rule. So if, I can bring some happiness and joy to someone else who gets to take our products and in turn make something for themselves or they sell it to their customer and they get to, you know, 
have a great product, I've created that. I've started that that chain reaction. So being a maker is more than just the physical product. It's the actual impact you're making that you don't even know about. I don't hear about all the stories, but knowing that I'm already creating that is is huge for me. It, it gives me the like the butterflies and all the good feelings. It's so much more than ribbons and bows and wood signs. Yes. All right, y'all. So if you enjoyed our podcast today, make sure you subscribe, come back next week. And while you're waiting, go out to wreathrailclub.com and uh, check out Carrie's new subscription box. Yay. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. Any last words? I don't think so. Just do it. (laughs) Just do it. That's going to be Carrie's famous last words. Just do it. All right. Bye, y'all.